following program is your wake-up call. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Doreen DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. Breaking news, breaking news, Seth Moulton dropped out of the race. Who the hell is Seth Moulton? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Lava? Did he melt down? Couldn't no, handle the pressure? Everybody says that because Who nobody even knew guy? he was running. He's a Massachusetts congressman. He couldn't get like, I don't know, point one-tenth of a percent of the vote, nothing. So basically couldn't, he couldn't get raped in prison. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't raise any money, and nobody knew he was running. So today he made the announcement, I think today or yesterday, that he wasn't running. And then he has the gall. This is hilarious. Okay, so this is a guy that could not get on the debate Republican stage. Republican or Democrat? No, he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat from Massachusetts. He's still one. Never, still never heard of him. The one of the million people running for president, okay? So the guy couldn't, you know, crack the code to get on the debate stage. And he has the gall to advise the Democrats how they can beat Donald Trump. This is a guy that couldn't get 2% in the polls and uh, donors to support him. Maybe but Mol- he knows what to do. Maybe Moulton ought to grab uh, O'Rourke's hand and they can jump off Lover's Leap somewhere. Oh, God, I don't know. So anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, okay, so all of a sudden the polls, which we take no stock in, but the polls are showing that there is a three-way tie. And the media, including MSNBC, all of a sudden are like, Hmm, I think the progressive agenda, I think the progressive wing of the party is where the energy is. These people get like $30,000 a day to say this nonsense. It's ridiculous, right? They're just like, hmm, I think it's that progressive stuff that people like. They don't really like those centrist Democrats. So it's now supposedly, according to the polls, three-way tie between Biden, Warren, and Sanders, And Sanders is actually increasing a lot. So I think, I mean, even though like we we don't take too much stock in all these polling, but I think people have seen Uncle Joe um, bumbling and losing his way when he's talking and sort of looking like he may be going into early senility, which is very sad. I'm not gloating over this. I'm not celebrating it. Mumbling, stumbling, and mumbling. Yeah, he's having some problems. And not only that... What does he have to offer? I was Obama's vice president. He liked me. You should like me. That's basically what he's selling. And that's not what people are looking for. So even the mainstream corporate fake liberal media is saying, you know, Bernie's supporters, they're very supportive. You know, they're very loyal to Bernie. So they didn't go anywhere, the Bernie supporters. Now, the other thing that's very interesting is that the media seems to want to put Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren in the same um, in the same light, that they're the same kind of progressives, which they are not. They are not the same. So I know there's people listening that are probably saying, Doreen, so why don't the you... the Aussie and Harriet of the progressive party? No, they're not the Aussie and Harriet. It's just that we're... Bernie wants to have a revolution, right, and shake things up, and he is a populist. Elizabeth Warren's a team player, right? Remember that she didn't support Bernie 
in the election in 2016. She supported Hillary and because she wanted to be vice president. That's what that was her angle. Which so, she didn't get. So, right. Well, because of course. Give me a break. I know. And of course, she wasn't on the side of the person that was going to be Trump because that was never going to be Hillary. So she went with what was best for her. Right. She didn't do what was best for the country. And she didn't back the progressive because Hillary's not progressive. So apparently um, there's a New York Times article that uh, talks about the fact that she's really been chatting with the elites and she's been assuring them. This is the title of the article. What Elizabeth Warren is quietly telling Democratic insiders. So those are like, you know, well, your DNC people, your superdelegates. She's telling them that, you know what? I'm a team player. I helped get a lot of people elected. I raised a lot of money this last cycle, which is true. And uh, even though she says she's with Bernie on Medicare for all, she's really not. Yeah, I believe it when I no, see it. No, she's not. She's terrible on foreign policy. Bernie's much better. She's very hawkish, just like Hillary. So if you Tulsi Gabbard fans out there, if this is your backup, this is not a good backup, okay? Just like when Sarah Palin was running... Um, for vice president with um, John McCain, you know, people were like, oh, but she's a woman. And I'm like, yeah, so? So she's got the equipment. It doesn't mean that all women are equal. They're not all the same just because she happens to be that gender. It's ridiculous. So um, for the real Americans, anyway, uh, so... So she was a Hillary sur surrogate for her own. So she's a team player. She's like defended Joe Manchin, who is definitely not a real Democrat. Oh, I hate him. Yes, I know. But she defends He's him. He's such a jerk. She defended him on TYT. The third way, which it was brought to us by Al Gore and Bill Clinton, that started the moderate, uh, the moderate movement in the Democratic Party. So they're for her. And why would Wall Street like her? Because they know that she's not going to do any big shit. I think that they know she's not, she's not going to make any kind of changes that will hurt any of them and everything will stay the same. All right. And she's on the same page with the DNC. The DNC, the DNC are horrible. They're awful people. And right now they're trying to muscle Tulsi Gabbard out of the debates, which we still don't know if she's going to be in the debates, which is a, a true shame. So, um, yeah, because she says things that they don't want to hear. Well, that's true. And they're also getting revenge because she stepped down and she sided I with Bernie. You. Yeah. So, of course, they have to get revenge. So I hope that Bernie and he doesn't get the nod and she does. They team up, they run independently and they kick the crap out of everybody. It could happen. Look up the Whigs and the Republicans. Where are the Whigs? They don't exist anymore because they pushed out. The Republicans pushed the Whigs out. So it can happen. So, you know, while the Trump voters are walking around at the polling places with their heads up there. Boop. <laughs> so Bill oh, Maher. Oh, Bob's coming back. Yeah, good luck. Bill Maher. We, I, I still watch Bill Maher every week. And we mention Bill Maher quite often on this show because Bill Maher has become so painfully moderate. I mean, he tries to be like that he's some kind of liberal or progressive, but he's not. So he has on Katie Porter, and I just love Katie Porter. Katie Porter is a wonderful progressive. I think that she doesn't get enough accolades because AOC really takes a lot of the ox oxygen out of, like, you know, the... Um, the media, uh, and because the right definitely fixates on her. So Katie Porter, she represents 
the 45th district in California. And it's important to know that that district has not been, since it was created in 1953, represented by a Democrat, any kind of Democrat, moderate or not, in its history, ever. She is the first. Now, that's amazing. I mean, this part of it is Orange County. These are wealthy people, okay? These are people that are not having a hard time. So she ran as a progressive. She didn't take any PAC money, and she got elected in wealthy the wealthy 45th district being a progressive. So, and it, it was considered, long considered this district, the bastion of suburban conservatism in California. So she was on with Bill Maher. She was the first guest. And it was amazing because Bill Maher was doing every kind of gymnastics to make her say, don't you think a moderate would be a much better choice to run against Donald Trump? I mean, he was trying to get her to, first of all, endorse Elizabeth Warren. Now, she likes Elizabeth Warren, and she actually named one of her children after Elizabeth Warren. But you have to also understand that Katie Porter was educated at Harvard and Yale, and she's somewhat of a... Her, her wheelhouse is really economics. She talks a lot about economics. There's a famous clip with her and Jamie Dimon, and she's really, <laughs> she embarrassed him. And it was such very basic things. She was saying, how can someone who makes this much money working for you pay for life, normal things in life? And she says, do you see that there's a gap here? They, they're, they're, they don't have enough money. Where are they going to get that money from? And he had no answers. It was so basic, and he was lost, and he looked like a moron. So she's really smart and she has great comebacks. So he kept trying to get her to endorse Warren because Warren is kind of like, well, if we have to have someone sort of progressive, we'll deal with her because she's really part of the team. She would not do it. She said she didn't want to endorse anyone. And then she kept telling him how she won her election in the district I just described, being a progressive she owned her progressive uh, values and her beliefs, and she still won somewhere where we never win. And she said that this happened all over the country, that people want that progressive agenda, even though they might not consider themselves to be progressive. And she kept talking about how people can't afford, you know, to live. And he says to her, and he said it several times in the show, I don't understand. How could people live on a minimum wage? And she kept explaining to him they can't. They go into debt. That is a problem. It's, it, you know, a fake, a false sense of security because they lean on credit cards and, and all kinds of loans. So he tried and tried and tried. Finally, he says, wouldn't we be better off if we had like maybe somebody moderate like Amy Klobuchar? Oh, yeah. Oh, Amy my Klobuchar God. Amy is going to beat Trump. First of all, no one's going to come, come running out. No one is going to be running to vote for Amy Klobuchar. Nobody's going to be running to donate to Amy Klobuchar. And no one is going to be running to the polls or volunteering for Amy Klobuchar. It's just not going to happen. But I said, wow, now they're going down the Amy Klobuchar route, right? What, who, they've tried everybody. They tried Kamala. She got shredded by Tulsi. They tried Mayor Pete, by the way, there's a new Emerson poll. Mayor Pete is like Yeah, he faded away. Mayor Pete I is I forgot about him. Wait a minute, you're gonna love this. Mayor Pete in that Emerson poll is below Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang is in the fourth position. Emerson is a national poll. 
He's in the fourth position. Because he wants to give away money, Yang. Right? Um, a lot of people like uh, Yang. I forgot all about Buttigieg. Yeah, Buttigieg is actually falling in the polls. So he was another, you know, sweetheart in the beginning. And then people examined him a little more and said, nah, I don't think so. You know what I mean? People aren't as stupid as you think. Um, so Yang is moving up. Buttigieg is going down. Let me tell you, you know who Who's should be? going down on? Oh, you're funny. <gasps> Tony. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even say, oh, my God, today. Um, Beto O'Rourke is at, like, 1% in that poll. He is just... All right, so Buttigieg, Malton, and... Uh, Tulsi's ahead of O'Rourke, Beto O'Rourke. And O'Rourke go off a cliff together. He needs to be out, you know. Um, boy, you're brave. You just shook that club soda. Nothing happened. I open a club soda. Don't shake it. It explodes all over me. You got it like that, huh? Anyway... Uh, Sanders went up in this poll to 24%. He went up like 4%. Um, that could be just people like waking up and realizing there's an election. I don't know what that's all about. Who went up 4%? Uh, Sanders went up 4%. Um, because I think they did this stuff with like electability who can beat Trump. And I think people may have looked at, at Biden and said, gee, this looks like a Hillary 2.0 rerun. And I don't really want to try this. I think we got to go with somebody else. He looks like an old guy that keeps forgetting where he leaves his keys. Well, the, the funny thing is, Bernie's old too, but he's a different kind of old because his message is good and he's definitely not doddering. His message is a good one. People like it. So the mainstream media just figured out that Bernie has a lot of very loyal supporters, tons of volunteers, lots of money, no PAC money, which people seem to like that idea. Uh, and he's moving up in the polls as much as they don't want to admit it. And now they're saying that they think it's going to be a race in the primary between Sanders and Warren. And they're trying to make it like they're the same. And I'm telling you, folks, they're not the same. They're not. Warren plays ball and Bernie does not play ball. So if you're looking for somebody to really shake things up, Trump promised to, but apparently he's not. He's just making it worse for us and better for the rich people. Uh, Bernie's the real populist. Yeah, he's, the only thing he's shaking up is when the rich people go home and they pick up their piggy banks. That's right. And he's shaking you his piggy Lucy bank, too. You remember Lucy and the peanuts every time the nickel used to hit the can? Oh, nickels, nickels, nickels. You're funny. So um, that's really the state of the race. I don't know what's happening with Tulsi. I don't know if she's going to, you know, she was... She was 3%, 4%, and more in 23 of 24 polls. You know what's going to happen? But not all of them you know, you know are DNC uh, recognized. She'll probably run independent, but if Bernie gets the nod, she'll probably stay away from that. Maybe she'd because run. Because she doesn't want to take the votes away from him. No, of course not. No, she would never. And then he'll turn around with any luck at all. He'll make a vice president or secretary of state, right, which right. is what she's... Yeah, I know. That would be wonderful if she was the Secretary of State or any any position, you know, that can help this and country. And I better not hear this on Bill Maher because I'm starting to uh, wonder. <laughs> Bill Maher is not going to... One of his gonna, little minions. No, he's not... i listening to this podcast and my wife keeps saying, didn't you say that a week ago, dear? <laughs> well, maybe his writers listen to the show. Who knows? Um, so Warren's a team player. So that's why they like Warren. Warren's going to take one for the team. She's not going to do anything radical. There will be no revolution. You're not going to get your Medicare. None of that stuff is going to happen. I don't even because know. you got to look at it this way. They say they care about everybody, but that person that's 90 years old in a wheelchair, that's no good to anybody, 
They don't care about you. Well, they don't care about us either, though. No. They don't. We're of no use to them. No. We're not. We don't have a lot of money. We're flotsam. You know what flotsam is? No. The stuff that floats on the top of the ocean that just kind of hangs around and is no good to anybody. <laughs> that even the Japanese don't want to make a seaweed salad out of it. It's the truth. So I love this Katie Porter because she just kept telling him 10 different ways. You know, I won in a district that was never Democrat and I am a progressive. Amongst rich people, you know, they voted for her. A lot of those Silicon Valley young people. I don't know if they're young. I don't know the demographics, but since 1953, that was considered a conservative might have, they area. They piled out there and voted for her. Who knows? No, I think that I I think that people are a little bit more educated about not being afraid of the word progressive, and she's also a very good messenger. You know how she speaks and how she delivers her message. She's really an intelligent woman, super intelligent, and she's definitely underrated. They don't talk about her enough. Um, but and she's very sharp. She she gave it to Bill Maher in the last show she was on. I was surprised he had her on again, and she didn't give him the answer he wanted. And yeah, I was happy that she didn't. Maybe that's why he brought her out again. No, he gave her a shot. the The other show that she was on, she was on the panel. She wasn't like the first guest, and he was. They were talking about abortion and uh, something about well, my mother. You know, all our mothers had to make a choice whether to have us or not. He goes, and she said something like, well, we're all paying for the choice your mother made. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, She said and, that about him? Yes. And Ooh. at the end of the show, like she said a lot of funny stuff. And he looked at him, her and he said, gee, I didn't know you were going to be so funny. Like it, the, the one great thing about that show is it is live. Very few shows are live anymore. And anything can happen, right? Because he has like a collection of people sometimes that you're just like, really? All these people are on the same stage? Um, but she, that, what's his name? What was his name? Kevin Williamson. Who is that? That, that Kevin the bearded, bald head. Oh, the conservative that was oh, on. He was so horrible. About, yeah, oh, he was. Norman Mailer stabbed his wife and went to prison. For Which it. didn't happen. Let me elucidate something to you, Mr. Williamson. First of all, <laughs> Mailer is the writer you'll never be. The well, late Norman. That would be number one. Okay. Second of all, yeah, he did stab his wife in a drunken fit at a Greenwich Village party. And I would have said to him, do you even know what this woman's name was? You'll bring her up, but do you know her name was? Her name was Adele Morales. See? Tony knows. Did Norman Mailer go to prison? He got detained. But he but didn't. she didn't charge him. Right. And then down the road, they filed for divorce, parted amicably. I don't even know if they had kids together. Adele Morales was his second wife. Right. So he didn't do any jail time. So get your facts straight. Yeah, he was a blowhard. Yeah. And he was raw. And he was way too impressed with himself. Well, and the other thing, this would be my point if I was on that panel. He was talking about that if you have an abortion, you should be executed, right? Capital punishment. So after he made that whole thing, and, and Mar really didn't even know, he was kind of flustered by, you know, the yeah, things he that he said. he kept looking over at him. Like, he couldn't believe it. I would have told him, it's time for you to get No, if I was a woman that was sitting on that panel, I would say, so can I ask you a question? His name was Williamson? That was his name? Yeah, I would have said, Williamson. I said, Mr. Williamson, how about if it was the men who were having babies? Would you still think that? I guarantee not. I would say that. I guarantee your opinion would be very different if it were men that had babies and You know not what I would tell him? If you have a daughter and she gets pregnant... You better hope it's a son, not a son. And he, she should get an abortion because <laughs> she's going to have a bunch of bald kids just like you. <laughs> Arrogant bald kids. 
Anyway, so um, that's the state of the race. No, we don't really know who's making the third debate in September. Um, I know Tulsi has complained about what the DNC is doing and uh, the mean, polls. She should have expected this. No, I know, but you know what? She She's has getting the blowback that Bernie got she, the last time. She, and the reason they only Bernie runs Democratic is because these open primaries. There aren't open primaries. We don't have open primaries. Well, because he can't run as an independent. No. Only they can. Most states, it's only in the general election can yeah. you run as an independent. So you can't even get him. You can't be on the ballot. Yeah. Can't be on the ballot. He would have to just wait for the primary to fade away and then say, oh, I'm running as an independent. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And go out there. Right. So, um, I don't know. I see there's going to be a very big shift, and um, they're going to try to, to to anoint Elizabeth Warren as, like, the real progressive. Oh, and she's a woman and all this other stuff. When she uh, talks, she flails around like a drunken right. woman and a drowning. Well, remember, if it gets down to those three candidates that I mentioned that are going to be debating each other, then all of a sudden there's more focus on each one of them, right? So they have to own what they're saying. You know what I mean? When they I, have to. When I watch Elizabeth Warren talk, the girl at the beginning of Jaws being attacked by the shark <laughs> wasn't as animated. Moving as much. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, but she's not She's not going to give you Medicare for all. That's just not what's going to happen. She's a team player. Medicare for all. There's a shortage of, of primary care physicians. One, over 100,000 primary care physicians. And we still shortage. need health care. I know. We need health care. That's why all these little... Um, first meds are opening well the first meds opened and they more. stocked them with frank burns type no no the first meds popped up because there were more people having health insurance because of obamacare in the beginning and so the first meds or whatever they call them in your town like the little clinics that we have now uh they could serve people so people wouldn't have to go to the doctor and they can usually serve you a lot quicker than the doctor that's why they popped up all right we're gonna take um Oh, okay. Uh, Tony's going to do his stories. I was almost going to do a break, but we're not Why doing not? a break. Because Danielle's not here, so we're not doing a break. I believe in union breaks. Oh, you're funny. Oh, no, Tony's got some stories. I just rolled a bone and I can't smoke it now on the no, break? No, no bone for you. No bone. After the show. What do you got there, Tone, for us today? Well, mine is more about the ecology than the economy or okay. politics, which I'm so sick of hearing about anyway. Okay, so you're going to do a little environmental news? This is news? coming out, PBS and the Washington Post and PBS NewsHour. Now, they've been talking about this critical two-degree Celsius rise in temperature. And this comes from where? The Washington Post reported through the PBS NewsHour. Oh, that's very good. I like them. Now, we have already reached, in certain parts of this country, we've already reached the two two degree celsius spike and we've surpassed it so what does that mean it means it's only going to get worse get a life raft get a life <laughs> raft is going to be rising get the gills that kevin costner had in that movie behind his ears <laughs> we might be living that movie soon okay so well you better worry. you better brush up on your swimming skills yeah, I know. here i can swim but not so great but whatever Okay, now in the upper 48 states, which there is only one, Alaska, they've already gone up 2.2 degrees Celsius. Wow. And it's they're even over. it's even higher in what the place called the north, the north slope. So the higher up you go. Mm -hmm. uh, the lower 48 
Now, I looked at a map. From Montana to Maine, the northern border, there are quite a few hot spots. It looks like the United States map has acne oh. when I was looking at it. Like, it's got a bad case of, you know, a rash, acne, whatever, zits. All right. <laughs> the, 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 the uh, you know, the, the 50 states have a case of uh, zits. Okay, now, the lower 48, New Jersey has already gone up 1.9 degrees Celsius. What about us? We're right next to New Jersey. We're so not we're far. Yeah, we're not far behind. We're right, mm -hmm. you know, that's why they call us the tri-state area. Now, this is affecting what they call the pine barrens. There's pine beetles going through the pine barrens and having a blast eating all the trees. Ooh. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Not good for the trees. Now, it also says 71 counties in the United States are already at the 2 degrees Celsius mark. That's why I said the, the map of the states looks like it has mm -hmm. acne. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Now, in Jersey, there is a place called Lake Hapatcong. You probably know it better than I do. Uh -uh. Now, 100 years ago, it was considered a winter wonderland. There used to be ice skating, fishing, winter carnivals... And they used to actually chop up the ice in blocks and ship it to New York before people had ice boxes. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, remember that movie Paradise Alley with Stallone with the brother that used to haul the ice up the stairs with the clamps? Well, I know people used to do that. Yeah. So, and then uh, they ship it to New York. Now, they can't even scare up an ice fishing competition in the winter. There's no ice? There's plenty of overgrown weeds and algae, but the ice... No ice. Nothing. Wow. Not even enough for a, uh, for a scotch in water. That's insane. So they went from having big blocks of ice to nothing. To nothing. That's a concern. Now, the one that's, uh, that actually has reached the two degrees Celsius mark is Rhode Island, of all places. I was stunned when I found wow. that out. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Maybe so where are they? There are two... two they're points. already at the two degrees Celsius spike. So, uh, I don't not, know. Not good news. Now, another one. This is from the Waking Times. The eco-apocalypse that nobody talks about. Now, this happened in March of 2011. Nobody on the campaign even utters the words Fukushima. They don't. Ever. We've talked now, about I it saw a a, I saw a map. It's like a big yellow bloom creeping across the Pacific Ocean. And it's still 300 tons of radioactive water per day is being dumped into the Pacific Ocean. Jesus. This is why they're finding animals with three heads. Right. Six, In California, they've, six they've, they've eyes. a lot of um, animals washing up dead, right? Yeah. Things that they've never seen mm -hmm. before. Of course. Well... Irradi That's what happens if it keeps pouring into the irradiated, water. Irradiated. Uh, they wouldn't right. let anybody help them either, right? Now I'm going to combine a little politics and greed. Oh, and, boy. Uh, but they always go hand in hand, don't they? We're going to get to the bottom of Trump's obsession, sudden obsession with Greenland. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the fact that meanwhile, he's not Duke um, hurricanes. But. Meanwhile, you know, he's not even paying attention to the fact that Melania is looking at uh, Justin Trudeau. Oh, my God. Right there making like googly eyes. She wanted to suck face right in front of him. Right. Uh, googly eyes. 
Yeah, she's yeah. speaking French with him because you know she speaks many languages, Melania. Oh, I need a real man. A real man. I'm tired of this billionaire Pillsbury doughboy. With an orange face. Yeah. And the mushroom sized pecker. And bad comb over. Mm. <laughs> All right, so this is his upset. Now, Tom Cotton, another pain in the ass. Ugh. It's, he spouts it, he's saying it's national security. Huh? It's a matter that we take Greenland. It's a matter of national security. He's, oh, God. He's reprehensible. He's another horse face. Yeah, he really, he's one that should be voted out. But the problem is, there is a treasure trove of things that, of course, the rich want. Oh, what's there? You have iron ore, massive quantities, lead. Mm Mm-hmm. This is why they probably want to pull the guys out of uh, Afghanistan after a while because, like, wow, we got we got a treasure trove here that's even closer to home. What do we need them for? Right, the minerals. Yeah, zinc, diamonds. So Ooh, that, there's diamonds. Diamonds there. and gold, which takes care of Melania's lust <laughs> and greed. They have rare earth elements, which I'm not sure what that means, but it would uh, help electrical vehicles to be made. You know, the ones that are going to uh, put the uh, drivers out of business. Right, right. So, you know, a 16-wheeler can drive through your living room while you're watching the Super Bowl and there's nobody, no driver to pull out of the cab because it's, there's nobody in it. Funny. Uh, uranium and oil. Now, considering the fact that the ice is receding, especially in 2008, only 5% of old sea Arctic ice remains. So to make up all the ice that is being lost, you would have to have another ice age. Wow. Yeah. We don't want that. And unfortunately, these nimrods that are <laughs> looking at the iron and the lead and the zinc and the diamonds and the gold and the rare earth elements and the uranium and the oil, they're forgetting one thing. And what's that? Guess what else is going to stop popping up? I don't know. Methane. Oh, that's not good. So some, cal- some calamity Jane that goes up there and decides to light a joint on the deck of some trawler. <laughs> and people in the East Coast are going to think, wow, look at those nor- northern lights. Wrong explosion. <laughs> so that's why he wanted it. Of course. Yeah, I knew it had to be something. Of course. I'm like, why would he want Greenland? Yeah, I'll never forget that He's line. Like, I'll never forget that line, the mercenary movie, The Dogs of War with Christopher Walken. When he goes to Africa... And he says to the British guy, after he comes back on his fact-finding tour, he goes, what did you guys find over there? Oil? Diamonds? Because they wanted to get rid of one dictator and put another one in. And he wouldn't say exactly what they wanted, but he went over as a soldier anyway to overthrow one guy. And mm-hmm. then, But that's they, I'm telling you, these people don't go into anything unless they can profit from yes, it. Yes, the reason why we're in whatever, seven, eight wars is because there's something there that they want. They're right? not wars, they're occupations. Whatever, we're there killing people to take their natural resources okay. for the corporations. You have a bunch of security guards with AR-15s. Yeah, and it doesn't help us uh, uh, nothing. It doesn't help us at all. All right, let's go to some voting rights in North Dakota. Oh, boy. The American Indian, the Native American, is going to take it up the boop again. Oh, by the way, you're talking about Indian Native Americans? Let me just add this. Remember, when Standing Rock happened, Elizabeth Warren didn't do anything. No. She commented on it after it was all over. Bernie went there. Oh, but I thought she was part Native American. Yeah, she didn't care. She didn't go. I'm sorry. Those are facts. We told you Kamala Harris was full of crap, right? We told you Mayor Pete, 
No. Move Polka, on. Pocahontas pulled a no-show the way Obama pulled a no-show in Wisconsin. Right, he put on his soft shoe to march with the union yeah. people like he said he would. His this soft will be shoe. the same old nonsense that we have with Obama. So okay, now the Earth, the on. Eighth Court Circuit of Appeals upheld a law that strips 10% of Native Americans the right to vote in North Dakota. Wow. Have we not uh, abused the, the This is Americans because the IDs that they're, pro they're given, they don't have residential addresses through no fault of their right. own. That's now, this is HB 1369. Now, a three-judge panel, of course, probably white bread, Illuminati lizards <laughs> up there, seems okay and permanently want this to permanently remain in place. Yeah, because they're afraid they're going to vote the other way. Right. Now, the Native American Rights Fund filed a lawsuit in 2016 called Break Bill vs. Yeager, you know, the Chippewa Indian Nation uh, for discrimination. Now, one of the Indians spoke up, the Native American spoke up, and he said, most tribal IDs do not have addresses. No, they don't. On. They don't have regular They addresses. said, you show up, you show one of these things. Well, you can vote today, but you better haul ass Get back to your wigwam and show something with your. <laughs> because they don't have normal addresses. No. It's really it's an it's odd how their addresses are and they don't meet the criteria of the state. That's voter suppression. It's voter suppression. It's just like they do with everybody else, right? Tell people, well, you need a driver's license, but you don't have a car. What was okay. the movie? What was the movie we saw? Wind River? When you saw that some of the settlements they were living in. They look like a bunch of gangbangers from L.A. with the with the hoodies and the with the things on their the, the bandanas on their head. I think it was Wind River. No, I don't remember. With Jeremy Renner, uh -huh. one of those movies, and I was like, "Wow, they look like they could join like some Latin gang the way they're walking around with the no, shirts off." And these are Native American they've Indians. They've gotten the short end of the stick since the very beginning, and it doesn't stop. So they were given a hard time the last election, hmm. the one we just had, the one before that. It never ends. And again, Elizabeth Warren did not. You know, support those people. Well, it's like that time in All in the Family when Mike, the meathead, and Archie had the argument. He goes, well, that's wrong, Archie. He goes, the American Indian has had uh, the right to vote since 1924. He goes, no, they don't use their vote. He goes, they get all liquored up, and then they forget to go into town and vote. And he went nuts. Meanwhile, Archie Bunker didn't vote for yeah. over a decade when he went to vote. He was told that. So it goes, oh, he goes, they all they get all boozed up and they can't ride into town and the meathead went crazy on them. <laughs> yeah, well, we still have people with that kind of mentality. So, I want to ask everybody to do us a little favor. So, if you get a phone call and you don't recognize the number, answer your phone because it could be a pollster. And if they call and they ask who you support, just to get her on the debate stage and get her the opportunity to have her voice heard, can you please say you support Tulsi Gabbard? Because not all of these polls are supported by the DNC. They picked certain polls, and I'm sure they're polls that are landlines and older people, so they could skew the results. Because all these other, like Emerson we just mentioned, Emerson's not on their, on their list. There's a lot of really respected polls that they did not uh, choose to be their um, required polls. Yardstick, dear. Whatever. So if someone calls and asks, just say Tulsi Gabbard, just so she gets on that debate stage. She's up to like 300,000 on individual donors. She blew past the requirement of 130,000. So do us that favor, support Tulsi, throw her some money, 
her voice should be heard. You know, it made me jo- made me laugh. All these guys at my job about Sarah Palin. Oh, she's hot. You know, when she was running for president. Oh yeah, pulling their you know what over Sarah Palin. Remember? Okay, I mean. Uh, Tulsi's a lot lo- lot easier on the eyes than uh, yeah. Sarah Palin ever was. And she's really, I'm sorry, like Tony said, she's the Ellen Ripley of the Democratic Party. Well, basically, you go out, she's 37 years old. She's 38. 30, 38. She's 38. She dresses well. She's tall. She's attractive. Well-spoken. Right away, your eye will go to her on the stage. Yeah. Well, listen, she knocked out two... Two fellow candidates right, on the got, stage. You got Bernie up there. All right, I love Bernie. And you got Joe Biden trying to remember, you know. Where he is. When his last ice cream cone was. <laughs> you got Elizabeth Warren flailing around like she's in a pool of quicksand. Right. You got Beto O'Rourke who's having like some kind of mar- power, uh, peyote flashback up there talking. <laughs> He's done. Kamala Harris always looks indignant like, yeah, oh, right. how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Pooty Jag, forget about it. Yeah, he's done. He's, you know, go back to the small town, please. Okay, I mean, what do you got? All right, Inslee looked. Inslee, I thought, was a good candidate. Inslee looked all right. That's a shame. Look, but don't even waste my time. Right, right. Delaney, go home. Yeah, these people were just. Go the hell home. They, they, they floated the balloon with them. Okay, like, and de Blasio, you can't even run New York. Right. We hate him. Okay. No one likes him. Even the progressives don't because like him. Because he's a phony. Yes. And we've had phonies already. He's a phony. And Amy Klobuchar, I get things done because I play nice with Republicans because I'm really Republican. Yeah, well, that is the last thing I want to hear. Oh, God, I don't want to hear that either. Nobody does. Nobody does. You know what that's code for? I'm a sellout. That's right. Listen, Bernie has more donors and supporters than anyone. He takes no pack money. What does that tell you? These other people are going to the rich donors and they're asking for money, including Elizabeth. He's not asking for any of them for money. He doesn't, they don't own him and he doesn't owe them. This is what we need. We don't need people that owe other people anymore because we've had it with Bill Clinton. We had it with Obama. And let's Bill not get started Hi- with the Republicans. Bill and Hillary Clinton were the worst thing <laughs> that could have ever happened to this Democratic Yeah, well, I that's what read, brought us down. I got to read this Joe Esterhaus book called American Rhapsody, where he goes off on Clinton about, you know, he was the rock star president. and Well, at one point he was. You know, because he was young and cheeky. He was on MTV. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah. So what does that mean to me? Well, that was after the years of Reagan and Bush, just like when Obama came in. So we were like worn out and we're like, oh, my God, let it be over. Yeah, so for 12 years you had, you looked at two old guys and you were waiting for their polygrip to lose, you know, the teeth well, to come they, out of their Well, you mouths. know, they did some damage. So, of course, you know, you're looking for change. And none of this change has helped us because they did a lot of things, the Democrats that were president, that hurt us too. A lot. We won't go through it on this show, but we've done it before, right? Deregulation of media, of banking. A lot of things are at the doorstep of the, the Democratic brother, Party. Brother Barack. And Bill Clinton, both of them. So that is our program. Uh, it's almost Labor Day, so we'll probably won't speak to you till after Labor Day. So have a wonderful Labor Day. I hope everybody's off and resting and not toiling at their job. And we will be with you next time. Bernie Tulsi, 2020. <laughs> See ya.